0: I was reading a book the other day and they brought up the idea that not everybody who sits in church actually knows how to listen to a sermon and get something out of it. And so that really got me thinking and wondering how many of you know how you should listen to a sermon. So that's what today's video is going to be about. How do I listen to a sermon? Today I'm going to give you six things that you should do in order to get the most out of a sermon on Sundays. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Thinking Out Loud with Pastor Joshua. Glad you joined us today. Have you ever wondered how you can listen to a sermon in such a way that you would get the most out of it? Today, I'm going to give you six things that you can do that will help you be able to learn and grow from a sermon. So let's get going. Number one, start listening before the sermon starts. A lot of people don't think about this. They get in their car, they drive to church, they've been busy all morning, they walk into church, they talk about the weather, they talk about sports, and then they sit down in the pew or they sit down in the chair and then they wonder why they didn't get anything out of the sermon that day. You need to start by preparing your heart ahead of time. As you prepare your heart, start reading and studying the passage ahead of time. In our church, it's my goal to make sure that each week on Thursday, the passage for Sunday goes on our Facebook page, and uh, it gets text out to group text. It's places where people will know how to find it. If your church doesn't do something like that, then Talk to your pastor and ask if you can get the passage ahead of time. If your pastor preaches through a book of the Bible verse by verse, then you can just start reading ahead and start studying for yourself and understanding what that passage is talking about. Pray for God to open your heart so that you're ready to hear what it is God wants to tell you. And of course, start praying for your pastor. Number two, listen in church. We've gotten pretty used to doing church online, and I want to encourage you to make sure you're being a part of your local church. God designed us to be in church when we hear sermons. There are a lot of pastors out there that are better preachers than me or maybe better preachers than your pastor, and they're simply a click away on YouTube. And while those are great resources during the week, don't let them replace the local church. Not only that, but the New Testament clearly tells us as Christians that we should be submitting to the authority of a local church. So you need to find a local church that you can become a member of and place yourself under that authority and listen to. I know a lot of people like to sit towards the back, but I want to encourage you, if you really want to start getting something out of the sermon, sit in a place where you can hear and see well. I find for myself that when I sit in the back, it's too easy to get distracted with the people in front of me. I much prefer to sit up front. And so I would encourage you, if you're struggling to get something out of the sermon, then find a new place to sit. Find a place where you're not going to be distracted by other things. The preaching of the sermon is not a time for you to read your bulletin and figure out what's going on in church that week. And it's not a time for you to catch up on your weekly Bible reading. It can be very easy to sit there and just start leafing through your Bible and reading your Bible instead of actually listening and engaging with what's going on in the service. And here's one that I know some of you might struggle with and you're gonna kind of laugh coming from a pastor. But in all seriousness, don't worry about getting out on time. We can get distracted just by looking at our watch and thinking, boy, does he know what time it is? I've got places to go on Sunday, just set aside that time and say, I'm going to put away distractions and I'm going to walk into church prepared. And I'm not going to worry about what's next that day. I'm just going to hear what God has for me in that moment. So after we have gotten rid of distractions, number four, listen actively. Have your Bible open, whether you're using your phone or you're using a regular Bible. When the pastor tells you where he's going to be preaching from, open up to that passage, follow along, take notes to the best of your ability, though I would say don't try to write down everything pastor says. Write down the things that stick out to you. Otherwise, again, you're going to get very distracted trying to take notes, but writing notes is a great way to keep you engaged in what's going on. Make sure that you're actually understanding the passage. And again, this starts if you're listening before the sermon starts. If you've started working through this passage ahead of time and this isn't brand new to you, it's much easier now for you to actually understand what this passage is saying. Though this isn't the time to catch up on your Bible reading Don't be afraid to just kind of stop for a little bit and chase down a thought that the Holy Spirit might place on your heart. Pursue something you might not understand if you need to do a little research in your Bible. Uh, It's becoming more common in our church for people to have electronic study Bibles and, and books, so it's easy then to even just dive into some things during the sermon and make sure you're understanding and following along. This one might seem really simple as we are become active listeners, but I think it's something that we don't do a lot in church, and that is to make sure you are engaging with others after the service. Maybe talk about something you didn't understand. Ask somebody else and have them help you understand it. Make it a point to talk to somebody about something God convicted you about. Make it a point not to just get in your car and drive to lunch and start talking about life again, but talk to your family about the sermon. Make sure you're engaging in digesting that sermon beyond the doors of the church. And then let that take you through the week. Number five, when you walk into church on Sunday, you really need to expect to hear from God. Expect God to speak to you. You should not come to church expecting some sort of simple how-to advice from the pastor. You should come to church expecting God to communicate with you who he is through the word. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. We're his sheep and we should expect to hear the voice of the shepherd. And one of those ways we hear the voice of the shepherd is through the preaching of the word. In 1 Peter 4.11, Peter says that those who are preaching preach with the oracles or the mouthpiece of God. As you sit in that pew and you listen to that sermon, understand that that pastor is the mouthpiece of God in that moment as he shares the word of God with you. So expect to hear God's voice. Listen for God's voice. But we have to take that time that we are putting out the distractions so that we can, as the psalmist says, be still and know that he is God. And number six, to finish it up, do what God has told you to do. When you hear that voice of God, make sure you are applying his word and you're actually doing it. James 1 tells us that we need to not just be a hearer of the word, but that we must be a doer of the word. If you're coming to church and you're hearing the greatest sermons and you are enjoying that sermon and you walk out the door and it never changes your life, you never apply the things that you've learned, then you are wasting your time. James says, if you do that, you are no different than a person who gets up in the morning, eats breakfast, has egg and jelly from their toast all over their face. And before they go to work, they look in the mirror and they see this mess and they go, oh, well, and they go to work anyways. What was the point of looking in the mirror? God says, if we do that, we are wasting our time. God's word is living and active. It's powerful, and it's designed to change us, to make us more like him. There must be change in our life. And so we need to be very careful and very intentional with the way that we are applying God's word. So here's what I would encourage you to do. Whatever it is that God is convicting you about or teaching you and you understand this action that you need to take in your life, write it down and then come up with an obedience plan. We don't obey by accident. We obey on purpose. And so even in that moment, think about what it's going to take in your life for you to obey. Maybe there's a schedule that needs to change or a priority that needs to change. Maybe you need to get somebody else involved in your life. Maybe you need an accountability partner. Whatever it is, come up with a very specific action plan and do this every Sunday. Do this each time that you hear God's word preached. If we really believe that God's word is to change our life, then we will take that very seriously. And let me encourage you that as you are applying, apply courageously. God is going to ask us to do some difficult things, and it can be very easy to look at that application and just say, man, that is too hard, that is too risky. But be willing to step out in faith and understand the promises of God's word and do it. So let's go over them one more time. Six things to make sure we're getting something out of our sermon. Number one, start listening before the sermon is ever preached. Number two, listen in a local church setting. Number three, get rid of all your distractions. Number four, listen actively. Number five, expect God to speak to you. And number six, do what God has told you to do. Listen, I know that it can be hard applying and doing God's word, especially regularly. But let me encourage you that though big changes are exciting, most of our Christian walk is made up of small changes, little steps. Just like a farmer who patiently farms. He doesn't farm for a short time. A farmer doesn't farm for a day or a week or really even a season and expect this big payoff. A farmer patiently farms for a lifetime And that's what God expects for us. God expects us to be in this for the long haul. And it takes those patient, faithful changes to become like Christ. So don't give up. Keep your hand on the plow. Stay faithful. Keep moving forward. We'll see you next time.